Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. to as blood and guts, blood and guts. And it was said with such a, a braggart candor that you would think the person saying it felt that they were bulletproof. But I wonder before they said it, if they tasted their own words before they spit them out, because the entirety of our business is built on blood and guts. Every man or woman who ever stepped foot in the ring, regardless of race, color, creed, political affiliation, sexual identity, has felt blood and guts and passion. Welcome to episode 24 of your favorite podcast about all things elite. Welcome to all things elite. I am your host, Floyd Johnson. And with me today, after it's been a long time, a long hiatus, it is all elite Tiffany. Tiffany, how are you doing today? I am excellent. How are you? Uh, we, are, we are both great. Uh, today has been... Today started off. We were kind of, uh, we we were kind of anxious. We didn't know. Uh, no one really <laughs> knew how today was gonna go. We're gonna just uh, we're gonna jump right into it. But uh, before I jump right into it, I want to say I want to start you off by reminding you this episode of All Things Lead is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV is where you get access to over 4,000 hours of content for over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries around the globe right onto your laptop and mobile device. If you use the code Social Suplex, you get this uh, first month free. So definitely check out Power Slam TV. Our big news of the week is how our day started last week. They announced that um, t uh, tickets to... Uh, they announced the tickets to the first television event on TNT in Washington, D.C. Went on sale today, uh, Friday, August 2nd at 11 a.m. Me and Tiffany have been talking all week. Uh, 
kind of coordinating how we were going to get our tickets, what we were going for. Of course, we wanted to see the first three rows, get those commemorative chairs. We were super excited about that. Then, <laughs> uh, yes, I even had, I didn't know. And before I know hindsight's kind of 2020. 14,000 seat arena. Did you think personally that they were going to sell out? I didn't think it would sell out within the first few hours. That's for sure. I 100% thought that before October 2nd, they would sell out. And I mean, and I'm the first to say, never underestimate Cody, never underestimate, excuse me, underestimate AEW. And I wasn't underestimating. I was just trying to be a little, like realistic um, because I felt that maybe with TV starting weekly, that sense of urgency wouldn't be as huge for people to just swarm the site and get tickets immediately because they know that they're going to start touring. And once again, even they blew my mind because here we are with the sold out Capital One Arena after just a few hours of tickets going on sale and absolute chaos at in the Ticketmaster website trying to get tickets, which just speaks volumes of the amount of people who uh, who were trying. So it's it's insane. So my friend Corey asked me how many tickets I thought they were going to sell. I said they probably sell eight to 10,000 a day, but I don't think they're going to sell out. And I was like, I, I put out all the reasons. I'm like, it's a Wednesday. It's not a holiday. Uh, it's Washington, D.C. I don't know how many people, uh, how many people are going to travel there. I had all these things, but I was like, if they do eight, 8,000 a day. I thought that was a good day. I was like with uh, I was like with all out happening that will probably you know push to get the rest of the tickets sold. I honestly didn't even think they would sell out and that was just me be trying reasonable because I am I tell anyone I'm a fanboy and I think Cody and the Bucks and they can do anything. I do. I truly <laughs> do. So I was like and even when I told them I said I hope I'm wrong. So we get up I work all night and we're kind of chatting. I take a little nap and we get up and I'm like in the queue and I'm really, really excited. An hour and a half. And let me tell you, I, it's an hour and a half of me just trying to get one ticket. You you and Issa were both trying to get two apiece. You know, y'all were trying to get your or just two. Yeah, yeah, yeah y'all were trying two. to get your two, you know, and I was just trying to get one hour and a half. I'm clicking refresh i'm pretty much i i i post a tweet because i'm pretty upset in between but that was still why me kicked the while i was clicking refresh and i couldn't get through i underestimated the elite again uh this <laughs> this thing took about what was it it was about two hours to sell out right about two hours yeah yeah we haven't really I got official tweeted about two hours we, we didn't get an official time but the thing is, they sold out Capital One uh, in two hours. And the only reason it was two hours was because they they broke Ticketmaster's server. They broke their <laughs> yeah, they website. they literally crashed it, yeah. Yes. <laughs> they crashed it to the point where every time you clicked on it, it said somebody already grabbed a ticket. So the, what they started doing is they took some tickets off and started releasing sections at a time so that uh, so that the computer could keep up with it. Ticketmaster ticket is the largest ticket website in the world. And AEW broke it. 
That says a lot. <laughs> that, that, they, that says that a lot. That says everything. Yeah, that says everything, honestly. <laughs> this is not one of the, you know, third-party sites. This is not anything like this. This is Ticketmaster. WWE uses it for WrestleMania. The biggest events in the world go through <laughs> Ticketmaster. The demand yep, was AEW's so high. Very first one. Yeah, that... That's insane. Their first TV, which, I mean, granted, that's huge. It's it's historic, but, I mean, it's not even a pay-per-view, and it crashed Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, I'm sitting there in awe because, you know, it's like, it goes, to me, to me, it's like, what they've done already has made me, like, in awe, proud of what they did. Today, today, I was like, they've gotten all the warning shots. Today was like the hit. We are here to stay. You know what I mean? I, they they I moved totally in. I agree with that. Yeah, I, like you said, because I feel like you know everything that's happened has been extraordinary. You know the sellout, even going back to all in, and then of course double or nothing, and all out. You know the sellouts. Like something about those. Like I not that it was like it, they were huge deals to sell out how they did, and and but something about this selling out so quickly just. I, like I said, I know you had said you knew they would sell eight to 10,000. You weren't sure if they'd sell it. I thought they'd sell out, but I thought they would sell it out way closer to the event after more buildup and more matches and just hype and things like that. And they, they literally like, I mean, they proved two of the biggest fans right here, even us wrong today. And no one has more faith in them than we do. And they sold it out in two hours, which is just mind blowing. And I think that does make such a statement because granted, yeah, it's first TV and it's a huge deal, but like like a lot of the points Floyd made, the fact that it's a Wednesday, the fact that it's not a holiday, people have to work, people are going to be traveling to D.C., and it's sold out. Just It just shows that, you know, this is legit. Like Cody is saying, it's a revolution. You know, you can, you can put all the fancy words around it, but, you know, the proof is in the pudding, as they say, and this was genuine proof today that this is not just a fluke. Like, these, this is going to, you know, they're here to stay. They're in it for the long haul. And it's it's this is happening. So it's it's a very, very proud moment for sure. Yeah, I was like, I have friends that are in it that were going back to college. They was like, I can't do it because I would have to miss school. I mean, I've heard a lot of reasons over the last few weeks. Yep. So what I'm telling you, this is not the same 10,000 people that's going to every event. They are exactly. building that's buzz. So, absolutely. Yeah, it's like that's I saw Cody. Cody quoted a tweet from someone who's literally flying in from Brazil for that for yes. that event, which just that's huge. That's it's TV. It's like the equivalent of somebody coming to from another country to go to RAW, which I mean, but only way better. But still, like it's it's insane that it's not even a pay per view and it's drawing it because people want to experience AEW live. That's huge. Yes. How did you and Issa end up getting tickets? Did she finally just get through, or what happened with No, her? she did not get through. Uh, she had a couple friends trying also, and her and I, Issa and I, kept getting that error message. Um, I I literally took my break at work about quarter to 11, went to one of the offices with the computer, got on, was in the waiting room, and the minute I tried to start getting them, I kept getting that, you know, sorry, someone else, another fan has got the tickets, and I kept trying and trying. Then I just started trying on my phone to have back and forth. And I think, I don't know if it's because I tried just so many times in a row if they thought maybe I was a bot, but I started getting an error message, and then I was DMing Issa while trying, and she said the same thing. 
And then um, her friend, I don't know what she was using, if she was on a computer or a tablet or what, but her friend happened to pull up the two lower level tickets and, and she just bought them right away because she knew that we were trying and then she uh, sent them over to ESA. So we just, we got, we didn't even, we, neither one of us could even score them. It was her friend who was Karen. Thank you, Karen, so much who, uh, for helping us. And she was able to get them. So not even Floyd, Issa, or myself were able to actually get our own tickets. We had, we happened to find people who got some, who needed to, you know, who were able to, you know, give them to us, sell them to us, I should say. And, and it worked out. So, but yeah. it was definitely a chaotic time. Yes. I tapped out. I just gave up. I, I told Tiffany, I was like, I'll either have to figure it out on StubHub cause I've already bought my flight ticket. You know, I told, I told you, yeah, I already bought my plane ticket. Already. Yeah. I already had my plane ticket. So I'm like, I'll just have to figure it out, go through StubHub. You know, what happens is like with all out and you, you're starting to see it right now as people will buy the tickets really quickly and then life will happen. And it's unfortunate. I hate it that it happens to them, but they have to back out. So I figure, you know, maybe, you know, Washington, D.C. is still on a Wednesday. So that might happen. I I told you pretty much told you that and she's like I have two a friend with two tickets and I was like give them to me I didn't ask where they yep. were I didn't ask <laughs> where they were how it much they matter. were and I was like yep here what's the PayPal information <laughs> obviously we all wanted that first three rows in the chair but we just wanted to be in the building for this like it's historic and to be there to watch the to say like you know, 10, 20 years from now and always be able to say I was at the very first ever, you know, Wednesday Night Dynamite or whatever they start calling it. And I was there for that first match and that first TV show for AEW and I was there live. You know, I could be in the very last row of the very upper level and I would have been grateful to be there. So it's... Yeah. It just I'm just so glad it worked out. And it's one of those things. I think they sell themselves short. They could have literally made all of their floor seats the commemorative chairs. and it would have still sold out it would be gone i I totally agree with that i do think they they do even to this day because like nick when nick jackson tweeted something about like this shouldn't be happening but it's happening and i think even to this day it's like much as that has happened to prove that this is this is that people are so all in you know to use the you know the term you know with aew that um, you know, that they're even still not so much doubting, but just, I don't know, like you, like you said, underestimating, like they, like you said, every floor seat could have been a commemorative chair sold for two fifty and would have sold out. And I think they would have thought that would have been an absurd thing to do. And now, like you said, hindsight, they're probably like, well, we could have done that. But, but again, I also know that they're so huge on wanting to make it affordable for the fans, which is also just so great. So, oh yeah. And I, I, I hope that they, Pretty much stick with this pricing model. Don't get me wrong. I, I love that it's affordable. I love that everybody can afford the 250 And believe me, I'll be standing outside the building when on, when they're on the way out trying to buy the chair from someone. But, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. But uh, that's that's just, man, like I said, it speaks to the, the epic nature of this. I, like, I, like, I was like, when I saw it, I was like, man, you know what I mean? I t- told you, they announced couple other things i was like i need you on the call today and i was like then this happened and like i said i wasn't even <laughs> planning i had to change my show notes because i was gonna <laughs> i was gonna announce i was like gonna figure out melter and see uh you know figure out melter and see you know how many tickets they sold and try to give an estimate i was just gonna try to give that as an update on the show and i was like oh it sold out <laughs> we gotta, 
Yeah, we got to start with that. Yeah, we got to start with that. I mean, that's I mean, that's where you start. It's just like, I mean, uh, I was we can actually just roll this in. I mean, based on what they announced, like, I mean, again, love the elite, but it had nothing to do with the card. I'm like, they announced the first show. They announced the first uh, match this week. And the first match they gave us, and like I said, I'm wrapping this all up into one conversation because it all goes together, is Cody and Sammy G. And it was like, Cody announced that they were like, oh, the first match is going to include Cody, who's going to be his opponent. Uh, you threw out Jericho. I didn't even see you throughout Jericho. A couple hours <laughs> later, I was like, maybe it'll be Jericho. And I was like, so we we had the same guess, which is uh, which is awesome. But uh, I was like, I have no idea who it would be. I thought maybe it would be pentagon or ray phoenix in a singles match because you know it's not something we've seen before but then they went with sammy g and, and it's kind of weird because you know sammy g you know young and uppercomer he kind of did this for darby allen and it's just like i was wondering okay what story are they gonna tell but i'm very excited about this match how excited are you for this one I am really excited, and like I tweeted after my prediction of it being Jericho, I've never been more happy to be wrong. Not that I don't want to see Cody versus Jericho down the road, obviously, but I the match with Darby Allen was so good that I, I love the idea of seeing Cody with you know an up-and-coming, a young and hungry, as he puts it, opponent. Um, I think if the match with Darby Allen was any indication what we can expect when we see Cody against these guys and it's so crazy because cody's not old but he's like the youngest veteran because he's been in the business so long and he's just such an old soul that sometimes he comes off like more of a veteran and he he is but he's also still so young himself so it's just uh i can't wait to see it i am super excited about it i think the one of the things that i was really impressed by for them to for that to be the first match that's ever going to open the show the first match they announced for TNT is that it, it holds true to what they have been pushing for their company, which is fresh. And the easy route could have been Cody versus Jericho or something like that, you know, but they, they are putting faith in these guys because this is what, this is the vision and they're actually sticking true to it. And, you know, I, I can't be more proud of that because I think that's what these fans like, like you know, this core AEW audience, that's what we're here for. I mean, we love the elite but it's so it's the whole company and just the new you know people like Darby Allen, people like Sammy Guevara, and the list goes on and on. So I just think it was just such a big statement to make that it actually held true to their vision of being fresh and new and not just throwing out Cody versus Chris Jericho because it sounded good on paper. Because there's going to be people that are going to be like Cody versus who? I mean, I've had people reply to my tweet about it asking that and I think that's actually a good response because they're still going to be watching and they're also going to be learning as they see this new guy that they're not you know familiar with and going out there and having this excellent match with Cody to kick off AEW for the first time on TNT so I just think it's a great statement to make and uh, I'm just I'm super excited I think it's going to be an excellent match I have no idea who's going to win because with the whole wins and losses being such a big deal in AEW it makes the to predict a match, it makes it so much harder to predict because I could come up with 20 reasons why Cody would win and then 20 reasons why Guevara would win. So I don't know, but I'm really excited for it. Yes, definitely. Um, that doesn't mean I think 
I saw Sammy G in the six-man tag. A lot of people saw Sammy G in the six-man tag. And he pretty much stole the show in the six-man tag that he was flying around. He did, yeah. I, I saw, we saw him at NWA 70, and he was amazing. We were both at NWA 70. Yes, and, yeah. And Sammy G was amazing. So every time I've seen him, he he has pretty much knocked it out of the park. He's a great wrestler. And with Cody's style, it's definitely going to be a clash in styles because of course, Cody is more of the ground-based, old-school. Sammy G is pretty much what new-school wrestling is. So that's awesome. So I want to go ahead. I want to see how they do. You know, you know. Yeah, Cody, contrast the styles will be great. Yeah, Cody will have the size advantage, but Sammy G will definitely have the speed and agility advantage. So that will be uh, very good to see. Uh, will will be the first show. It's like I always say. I know everybody's not into the star thing all the time. Cody has the first five-star match in AEW history. <laughs> now he'll have the first match on TV in AEW history. It's just, I mean, it's just, it's written in it. It's its just like every, he, he's the, the big part of it. Everybody's like, oh, this guy, you know, years ago, you know, he's a, I wouldn't even call him a Mick Carter in the WWE when he left. I'm like a Mick Carter. I mean, he would go weeks without being on TV, you know. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And we, we would grasp for a, even a backstage segment. Yeah. I'd just be grasping for anything. <laughs> yes. So uh, his statement from undesirable to undeniable it is it is every day driving that home every day. It's like it's not it's going to it's going to stop being a surprise soon <laughs> you know it's like yeah, when, yeah, when, exactly. when they do 100%. this it's just gonna stop being surprised it's just gonna be the way that it is i'm like it's funny because they did that i'm thinking tomorrow or monday or something they could announce the you know the next three stops and build on this momentum because there's a whole bunch of people that didn't get tickets that if you announce the next show and say, hey, we're going to do three more tickets on sale, I think they would. Mm -hmm. I think it was, those tickets would fly off the shelf because the sense of urgency has been built. I have stated unless they come close, I'm talking Oklahoma City, Dallas, Kansas City area. That was probably my last show of the year. And it just like that's what I keep saying. I got to got to recalibrate and save some money so I can <laughs> we can start this again next year but yeah uh so hopefully a lot of other people will get a chance to go uh the next match they announced is they announced a six man tag it will be the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho and two mystery partners which is you know the uh, Bucks and Omega are the original elite and Jericho and his two mystery partners. And from the tweets Jericho sent out, it is more than likely uh, some going to be someone from outside of the WWE. So this is, I mean, outside of AEW. Sorry. I, uh, I was going <laughs> to say, say maybe former WWE. And I was like, this has built up the intrigue of who those two people can be. You imagine that they're, if you imagine they might be a tag team, uh, they might be anything, so I don't know who it could be. Uh, do you have any ideas? I have a couple guesses. I saw a few online, and I thought they were pretty good guesses. W do you have any guesses? I was thinking about it today, and the one thing I – and it's obviously going to be based on whether or not his contract is up, because I've heard like 20 different dates, but I, I just for some reason had this thought today of what if it was Marty and Flip? Like, how insane would it be if that it was who the tag team was that teamed with Jericho and, like, just 
I think it would just like be crazy because it would blow Kenny and the Bucks away to see Marty and and then flip there. So that was that just popped into my head today. I don't. Other than that, that was like the only one that really like came to me that wasn't something I just had read and said, oh maybe you know. So I, I don't think it's going to be an existing tag team in AEW. I definitely think it's going to be a new tag team, whether it's you know a former from another you know like from WB like or if it's going to be someone you know from the independence. But I I don't see it being someone like an existing tag team already in AEW. But and I know it's a you know kind of a it's a real what if because I don't know when Marty's uh, contract is up with Ring of Honor I don't know if he plans to leave I'm not sure but you know just provided that he was if he's able to like be out of that contract and be with AEW then I'm just going to go off the wall and say Marty and Flip because mainly because I would love it because I want Marty and AEW so bad so we'll go with that but what are what are your predictions I'm curious I I heard one and I thought it was perfect and uh, not a lot of people are going to be uh, excited about it, but I think Enzo and Cass would be very... Oh, no. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, would, I would be very excited with Enzo and Cass. Uh, I, I, I love them. I mean, I love Cass. I never thought he was the super main inventor that a lot of people or that the WWE might, might have thought he was going to be. I, I knew he was tall, but I always thought he was a good second for Enzo. And I love Enzo on the mic. Uh, don't get me wrong. I know everybody might, you know, might hate hate to say this, but I love the guy on the mic. <laughs> he might not be the nicest person, but not every artist is a great person. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you can't go. You can't always go by that. You yes, know, it, it, you can dislike a lot of people with talent if you go with that. <laughs> yes, but uh, he's very entertaining. Uh, he can. Uh, you put a mic in his hand. He's magic. He, I mean, he, I don't know if anybody else has said it, but he definitely says he's a dusty guy. He said uh, that they were going to release them. And basically dusty said, Hey, put a mic in his hand. And this dude is, uh, this dude is worth millions. And it's 100% true. The dude is amazing on the mic. The things he comes off. with, It comes off with his head. And I just think, you know, the Jericho rub for both of them. That would be great. Big Cass, I think, is perfect for AEW. I know, I think he might have still designs on going back to WWE, but I think he is perfect for AEW because he looks different than anyone in AEW. He's literally going to mm-hmm. be five or six inches short, uh, taller than the uh, next guy. He's going to be imposing. He could uh, play that. Uh, he could play that. If you're using a New Japan reference, he can play that Lance Archer bad luck folly role. Just a big dude, and he's you know he's you know you you know he's seven foot tall, and you can't teach that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I think that's a great comparison to Archer, and I mean I I know that I I've seen the you know people talking about maybe them going there, and I and some people were really angry about the idea of them going there, but I mean I think I think. If it's done right, that there could be a place for them. So I wouldn't 100% be against it. And I'd be, I'm more than anything, if it happened, I'd just be really curious to see um, where it would go. And for Cass personally, I think he does have a lot of potential. And I think when he's shared what he's been through and just, you know, his personal stuff, I would love to see him get a chance to, uh, to just go out there and become a star because I think he has a lot of potential. And, I mean, Enzo, I mean, maybe not the best wrestler, but you, you really – do have such a special uh as far as the mic goes there's some people that just have it and as a mouthpiece 
more than anything for Cass and just even as a tag team when they were, you know, he was always more the mouth and then, you know, you had Cass who had the, you know, the talent and more of the wrestling ability. I mean, I think it, it could work and I would be very curious at least to see what would happen if that, if that went down. I mean, and honestly, if you have Jericho as the heel in that match, obviously, and then he brings them out, I mean, what a way to get the fans to boo that team. Cause you have Jericho who people, even if he's a heel, everybody loves him. And even though you've got him facing off against Kenny and the Bucks, it's still Chris Jericho. So what better way to get all the heat on them if his team is Enzo and Cass? So it would be very interesting to see that if that happened. Yeah, I thought about that. That was my first thought. The second thought that I thought would be really cool, and and I never saw this anywhere else, just as just perfect F you to the Bucks and Kenny, the Gorillas of Destiny. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, I was just like, that would just be, would be. <laughs> the biggest F you to Kenny and uh, Kenny and the Bucks is he brings out the Gorillas of Destiny. I'm that, like, that would be awesome. Yeah, I've heard uh, that they've said they're willing to work with anybody, them being in New Japan. I thought, I think that would be great and it would be interesting. And then, of course, John Moxley is going to make an appearance. Do you think he's going to wrestle? I I feel like it will not start off as a match, but I think um, I'm not. I have no real like idea of who it would be, but I think he'll probably come out, maybe cut a promo. Obviously, I think someone is going to interrupt that, and I think whether it's an actual match or just kind of a brawl of some sort, I think he's definitely going to have some action there. So, I but I don't know if he'll have an actual match on the first one because I feel like they would have. I guess I don't know. I think they would have announced it, but at the same time, you know, it could also turn into a match later that night you never know if someone comes out and interrupts him and maybe attacks him or whatever but i think he's, he's definitely going to get and it might even be someone that we haven't seen before because like i know brandy mentioned you know there's already has a lot of things um announced but then also some possibly some surprises so that could be another surprise of if someone were to come in and crash him you know crash his party if he's out there talking or just someone within the company too but either way i would think he'll definitely end up in a brawl of some kind, I don't know if it'll be an actual match, but I can't wait to see because I'm really curious since they didn't put him in a match, you know, immediately to announce it. Real curious to see where that goes. Yeah, and I kind of agree with that. I uh, I also like it, it all to me. What happens depends on what happens between him and Kenny. It's like who wins that yeah, match. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point too because they're obviously gonna you know want to be in the title picture if he wins or if he loses the big match. He's going to have something to say when it comes to that. So it's like it's going to mm-hmm. depend on a lot. And I do love that fact is like a lot of times uh, with other companies, you can basically see how, you know, what they have scheduled next. and You can kind of tell what's going to happen. In this case, you don't know. You don't know what way they're going to go. All they're going to say, he's going to be there. They don't. We don't know what he's going to do there. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited to see if that happens, uh, what happens with that. And I think the biggest news of the week when it comes to TV, and I'm, and I'm uh, serious when I say the biggest, not just trying to yes. put it over, is the women's title being crowned on the first show. Yes. I wasn't expecting that announcement. So I was so excited when you and I both, we were like, Oh my God, we have to talk about this. Like I, I, I was not expecting that. I think that's huge. I didn't expect it to be, uh, the women's very first ever AEW women's champ to be crowned on TV. I thought maybe it would be 
like the next pay-per-view. I knew they were, I think they're supposed to unveil the championship at All Out. So, I mean, that was huge. That was a big, big announcement that I was not expecting for the first uh, TV on, on TNT. Yes, because if you think about it, if I mean, if you're really, you know, it's a two-hour show. I mean, I mean, what they've announced is a lot for a two-hour show. And I'm thinking they're going to have a lot more. But they're going to have to well, – that means we're going to get more news for All Out because they're going to have to decide how they're going to decide who the champion is. And it's looking like the women's title might be the main event of the first show of AEW. Mm-hmm. I, I agree mean, with you. I'm like, I mean, because what other title, I mean, what match do you put on after crowning your women's champion? 100% agree. I think that even though you have the sixth man, and I, we already know Cody and uh, Sammy are going to be opening the show, um, I I don't think they were, they're going to put a, the sixth man above crowning a brand new champion, the first ever champion. I think that will definitely close the show and, it, and it's a title match so it should so that's huge and i, I that's i didn't even think of that but you're 100 percent right yeah because you know you have a lot of people talking about women first and they having them in main events and revolutions and everything what establishes more that you're serious about women's wrestling and you're serious about the women's division the first the first main event of the first show of your company, you know, as far as TV-wise, the main event being a women's match. That would be a huge statement. That would 100%. be a huge statement about, about how they're back. Because I don't have a lot of criticisms of AEW, and, but I am critical when I need to be. Now, one thing I've kind of said is it's like we haven't got a big women's match, really. Like a big one-on-one single women's match like we haven't got uh a, a, a brit versus brit hasn't been in a singles match you know and right. uh, and it's like she's she's the face of the women's division now we got b Priestley, uh uh, uh we got her yuka uh, awesome kong it's just like you know we need some one-on-one matches so we need some matches some with some of the big names to really step forward because right now it's like i was expecting you know I was expecting, even though they've had good matches, I don't feel like the emphasis on the women's division has been there. But there's only been three shows. So being, <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about, you know, sometimes I get caught up just like anyone else and get a little impatient. So it's like, but with this, it's like, okay. It's like, okay, they're going to announce their presence with authority. You know what I mean? It's just going to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah so. Sure. So now it has gotten me more excited about what they're going to announce because they haven't really announced a women's match for All Out. So it's got me really excited about what they're going to do with the women's yeah, division and All I, Out. I agree, too, with what you said about, I think, um, I, I, as far as there not being like a high-profile women's match yet, um, you had Brandy and Allie, which had a really good build, and it introduced uh, kind of the partnership with uh, Awesome Kong and Brandy, so it did its work as far as establishing that. And I think I have loved the women's matches in AEW so far. I think, I feel like right now their purpose has been more to showcase the talent and get fans familiar with who they have. Cause there's a lot of um, unknowns that I think a lot of fans are like, I don't know who this is, but now I'm really interested. And I know for me personally, a lot of the Japanese women who are wrestling are just outstanding and it's my first time seeing them wrestle. So for me personally, like, I, I'm all for the high-profile matches, but I do appreciate that we've had a lot of uh, 
uh, they've kind of mixed a lot of women into the matches they've had, and they've been excellent matches. But, but yeah, I'm ready for a one-on-one match. I hope we get maybe a big one-on-one match at um, at All Out or something that will decide maybe, you know, the number one contenders. I don't know how they're going to – like you said, we don't we only have one show left before they go to TV, so they can't really do a tournament. So it's going to be really, really uh, interesting to see for All Out what they do to build for that match at the very first October 2nd, you know, show on TNT because – that's a lot of work to do to establish that match because they really haven't had a top. All the women have, that have been on have been great, but they, I don't think there's one person, maybe Britt, but I, that just might be by default because she was at All In and has kind of been there since the start and she was the one who's been at the, you know, at the rally in Jacksonville and things like that. So maybe because of that, she was the first signee for a woman wrestler. You know, that might be why she comes to mind, but I don't think there's been one woman that just stands out as like, this is the one, which is also good because it leaves it up to a lot of, you know, you can a lot of different ways it can go. And it's fun to try to predict who will be that first champion. But, but yeah, I'm definitely ready to start seeing, you know, now that we have all the fans, I think way more familiar with the women of AEW, it's time to focus on some more um, high profile matches, like you said, and, and build that to that match at on TNT for the first ever show. Yes, and and they've been doing the uh, triple threats and fatal four ways. Maybe they stick with that. Maybe we get like two triple threat matches at all uh, at all out, and then you know the winners face each other. I don't know. That's just me speculating. That could know. be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope they do. I mean, but I want to see what they do. They they you know how they decided the main uh, the two people for the men's. Uh, the fighting for the men's title uh page and jericho was actually pretty different so uh they hopefully they need to use that same way and then they're doing a straight pretty much a strict tournament for the tag team belts which is good because it'll give mm-hmm. you reasons to watch multiple shows so i'm guessing we're at least going to get one or two tag matches on that first tv show so that first tv show is looking like it's going to be loaded and i'm very excited to be there i am it's weird to say because you know I paid to be there, but I am honored to be there. I am like, hundred, yeah, yeah, definitely. It is, it is great to be able to show my support for these guys that have entertained me. So it's like it's been very much a give and take relationship, and it's like I, I follow them because they entertain me. They do pro wrestling the way I want to see it. And I will always be down with that. So I'm hoping this first show knocks it out of the park. I am. I it's like I was like gonna do. I, I was gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do. A, I, I am going to do this on the show uh, on the site or Twitter. I'm gonna put. Basically, everybody's gonna put it out a contest where pretty much people guess the number of viewers that on that uh, first show. You know, f- closest get something. And I just, but I'm just like, anything I guess, I'm going to feel like it's under, I'm I'm gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to enter, but anything I guess feels going to be like, oh, I don't think they can do it. Because I'm just like, dude, everything. <laughs> today, I'm telling you, today I'm in awe. You might, I might be getting tongue-tied because today I was truly in awe of what they did. This is a building that WWE runs quite often and they can't sell out. Yeah, and that's huge. And I think, too, another thing with, like, talking about how you said that you're in awe and just kind of tongue-tied over, I I feel that because, and I think it speaks such a big volume of how passionate the AW fans are because I know, like, for me personally, I, 
I know for a fact that probably the minute tickets went on sale, you had Cody, Matt, Nick, Kenny, Brandy, Tony, and who, you know, so many others in AEW kind of just at the edge of their seat, like, oh, God, how's this going to go? Is this going to, you know, is it going to flop? Is it going to sell out? Is it going to be successful? Are we going to sell uh, a good amount of tickets enough to where it seems like it's a success day one, even if it doesn't sell out now, you know, all these things running through their mind were also running through my mind because I care that much about them and about their success and wanting them to succeed. Like I'm stressing over it and I'm just, you know, a supporter wanting to buy my own ticket and not able to get, get in to get it. But, but that was also part of my stress today was like, I want, I don't want anyone to be able to say, you know, because we see so many negative comments from people that just refuse to give it a chance or for whatever reason, it's it's not because they've done anything to dislike, but some people just for some reason have to reject something if it becomes popular or whatever. And, I, and I, I'm sitting there going, I don't want to give those people any fuel. And then here we go, sell out. So I guess I had nothing to worry about and neither, neither did they. But I think it just speaks volumes that we care that much, not just for our own success, but just like you said, you're honored to be there. You're honored to support them. And that's how I feel. And I also just think just the, the fact that I was sitting there worried about them succeeding and doing well just says so much about how passionate the fan base is and that, you know, the connection that these people and not just the elite, but it's it's actually extended into so many of the talent in AEW besides MJF, obviously. But that's another story for another time. But yeah, I mean, it just speaks volumes of how passionate the fans are, because I know I was sitting here thinking, God, I hope they sell it out or do well. So, and I'm sure you're, you're right there with me. Definitely. Definitely. Um, what well, I, I found out today from Twitter, if, if you will believe Twitter for the first time in the history of big events, scalpers and bots bought a lot of tickets. I, I mean, no, I, yeah, the I, very first time. Uh, yes, this happened. this doesn't happen <laughs> in the Super Bowl. This doesn't happen at WrestleMania. This doesn't happen at concerts or, or yeah, or concerts or comedy shows <laughs> for the first time because of AEW. Uh, yeah. Yep. And AEW is completely responsible for scalpers and bots buying tickets and then charging more for them. Yeah, it's hard to believe that's never, ever, ever happened before. <laughs> yes. I'm like, if you're reading Twitter, this is like, man, I've never tried to buy a ticket to an event and couldn't get one. Ever. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> it blew my mind to see those. And I've seen it every, the last, you know, three big shows, it's happened. And I'm just like, people, this, unfortunately, this is life. Now, you know, I, I've had concerts sell out or you know or other sporting events or wrestling whatever it, it happens unfortunately there's going to be people that are just trying to make a dime off of people and that that's going to happen it has nothing to do with the guys at AEW. they can't control it and and it's, and it's just no sense in constantly blowing up their mentions and screen capping the overpriced tickets on StubHub. like believe me it bothers them too but making them feel bad about it or acting like it's never happened before. It's just, it doesn't do any good for anybody. It sucks it's, that it happens, but this unfortunately is just how it is. And I don't see it changing for, for any time soon. Cause I don't know. There's only so many outlets to sell tickets and it happens no matter what. So it's just, it is what it is and it sucks. But like you said, it's not the first time this has happened. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, other companies work directly with resellers. Where resellers get the tickets first. AEW doesn't do that. Yeah, that's all. That's another huge thing. Yes, sure. yes. It's like you can, like, WrestleMania tickets. A month before they go on sale, you can go on StubHub and buy their exclusive tickets. 
then when the uh, then when the WrestleMania tickets go on sale, a good twenty to thirty percent of the tickets are platinum tickets, which are basically mm-hmm. Ticketmaster buying the tickets from WWE and saying, "Hey, we're gonna do this huge markup on them." So it's just like it's I and I don't fault WWE. Their purpose is to sell out their arena. You know, I want everybody yeah. there. I want everybody, but that's their purpose. It's a business. It's just like as much as AEW is like, hey, they're, they're friends. We care about our fans. We want to entertain you. All that information, which I love about them, they're still a business. Yeah, so, that's something that I think so many fans need to realize is that, you know, we they they're not they can't keep doing favors for people. You are if you're a fan, support them. Buy the merch. Buy the tickets. Do what you need to do to support them. It doesn't, you know, they, it is a business and they, and it doesn't, them being a business and wanting to make money and wanting to succeed. I mean, the whole, the whole point that they succeed and they make money, that's, that's good for us because that's more shows for us to go to, more content to have. It's all win-win, but I think because there's such that personal relationship that they have with their fans, that fans are still a little bit, it's hard for them to realize that they can't just tweet Cody and tell them I can't, I couldn't get a ticket, and Cody can't just fly you there. Like that's just not reasonable. And I believe me, if Cody could, he would fly everybody there. But Cody needs to feed his family too. And you know, I mean, it's just it is it's just not realistic to think that. But I think a lot of fans have a hard time accepting that. Yeah, and it's it, it's honestly it's funny. It's the, the it's the guilt, uh, you know. It's the uh, gift and the curse of them. They are so accessible, so fan friendly. They'll tweet with you. They'll talk to you. They give you the time when you do the meet and greets. You start to think that you are, you know, you you start to think that y'all are like best friends. But in the end, in the end, they love you. But it's a business. There's a guy, yeah, a con. Business. There's, they there's have two. Money to make. They got two cons to answer to, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> and Warner Media. Yes. So if they just start giving away tickets, you know, it's not and really. The thing is, like, and that's why I said I go with all of them. They would if they could, but it's just it's yeah. not realistic, and it's it's really unfair to even for fans to have those expectations. And I yeah. think it's, uh, yeah, it, it, that's the perfect way to put it. They have two cons to answer to, and Warner Media is. <laughs> They love you, but it's a company and it's yeah. a business, and they know what they're doing. But they also have to run it like a business. So. Yeah, it's like so. If fifty thousand people want fourteen thousand tickets, someone's not getting in. There are thirty six thousand people that aren't going to get tickets. We were fortunate enough. It's the enough. harsh reality. Of yeah, it. it's the harsh reality <laughs> of it. But guess what? It's on TNT. It's on a TNT is on most basic cable packages. You know, and it's like yeah. you, you know, you, you know, if you don't have cable, you got a friend that has cable. Wednesday night, and we need numbers. They need the ratings yeah. to be really, really high. You know what I mean? They that's what they want. So what you're gonna do is you need to go over your friend's house. You know, maybe throw a little, uh, maybe throw in honor of old school, throw a little uh, party. For I don't know what the yeah, sh- we don't know party. what the Heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw a watch party. We don't know what the TV show is gonna run. Amy O. The uh, other host of this show, she says they're going to throw a Twitter party and we're going to have a hashtag going on there. And she always has amazing content and and she they're going to be having good time and discussing it. I we plan to record a show as quickly as possible after that first night. So it's like it's going to be other ways that you can enjoy the product. And guess what? It's a weekly show. 
So you're going to have <laughs> That's what I was thinking. 50 <laughs> more times. Yes, is you're going to have 50 more times that you can go see them go see them perform and guess what? It might be closer to you. Like I said, I have my list of cities that I'm like, okay, if it's in this city, it's in this city, I'm going to be there. Because as long as it's within driving distance or, you know, you know, whatever I can, I will definitely be there. So it's just, you'll have another shot. I mean, it, like yeah, I said, I would have been really disappointed if I didn't get to go. Well, excuse me, I was going because I don't care about paying <laughs> scalper or stuff or stub her prices. But I was going. But... I'm just saying, I understand your disappointment if you can't go, but it, when something's hot like this, I'm like, try to buy, try to buy a Bruno Mars ticket. Try to buy a Bruno Mars ticket. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because I am a big Bruno Mars fan, and I, uh, I went the first time he was in Oklahoma City. It was after his first album. He was popular, but he wasn't as popular. I went down and I got, I think we were third row for Bruno Mars. And we paid face value. Great seats. Great show. The next time Bruno Mars came, after his second albums came in, and he's this mega star, right? The same price that I paid, because I still had my uh, uh, I still had my uh, receipt online, the same price that I paid for those third row tickets would get me in the 200s. <laughs> that says it all. He got more. <laughs> he got more popular. So his ticket yeah, prices went up. Thing. Yes, that's a great thing. I'm happy for Bruno Mars. But for that night, I was going to stay at home and listen to a CD because <laughs> I couldn't afford it. I mean, like, I couldn't afford that. It's just like, but that's what happens when people blow up. And right now, the hottest ticket in professional wrestling, the absolute hottest ticket in professional wrestling is AEW events. Absolutely. And it's just like, it's you, you get... Like and you watch what New Japan's doing, and they're doing great. They had those three shows. They had those three shows in New York. I think it was Philadelphia and New York, and I forgot what the other city. Lowell, Massachusetts. Those three cities. Put those combined. AEW sold more today. Yeah. Yeah, in, in two hours. In two hours, just think about Wild. that. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm like I'm like I'm just saying. I'm not saying. That, they're better. I'm saying they're hotter, and hopefully the people can tell the difference. They are hotter, oh, right? Yeah, hotter right now. It's just a very hot ticket. I mean, it. it yeah, I mean, Miss Floyd here. <laughs> yeah, they will eventually. <laughs> they're both great. They're both great. They will eventually cool off. <laughs> you will eventually be able to get AEW tickets a little easier. There's not going to always be a hundred thousand people waiting in line for tickets. It's just not gonna. <laughs> it's not gonna always be like that. And if it is like that. That's crazy, and that's great, and it's just like they're gonna keep putting out shows, and they're gonna they're gonna keep trying to top the last show because you got to think about this. If if you know when the demand is high, the pressure for them to keep entertaining that many people stays it it grows with it. You know, I can't even imagine that pressure. But yeah. I mean, after you know. All in was so great, and obviously we waited all the way till May for double or nothing, and even that had a huge amount of pressure. And then double or nothing was fantastic. The two Florida shows were excellent, but they weren't pay per views, but they were excellent. But then you have all out, and that again, that pressure's on. And then, like you said, that first television show, they've got to bring it. I mean, a hundred percent, they are because they've already they've already brought it with what they've announced, and that's not even everything we're going to see that night. 
But then that starts the weekly, you know, battle with themselves to keep outdoing themselves because, you know, and then you just kind of have to, I mean, and I feel like they have the right, you know, recipe of people, athletes, creative, you know, to do it. But, but yeah, I can't even imagine that pressure. Yeah. Well, we've talked about the sellout. We've talked about TV. We were going to move on, but there's one more thing that goes along with this and the Cody video the night before. Uh, the night before tickets went on sale, it was his uh, kind of reply to Vince McMahon. Uh, uh, you should hear, you should have, when you got on the show, it should have been the opening part. And they were talking, he was talking about blood and guts. And it was a direct response to Vince McMahon. They do mm-hmm. a lot of subtle things, but it was the direct response. This was direct. <laughs> yeah, direct but response. But his comments were 100%. I mean, it was to them. It was about them. It wasn't even subtle. When Vince said what he said, it was. he was asked about AEW. You know, he made a very, to me, like, unnecessary, you know, I don't know. I just think it was, it was in such a kind of a cocky way, I guess, and... You know, so I think, yeah, that, that was definitely a direct to Vince response yes. from Cody. <laughs> yes, it was at the quarterly meeting. They talked about AEW being blood and guts. And he made the comment twice. He made sure it was said. He even said he didn't know how TNT was going to let that. He wasn't going to speak for TNT, but he didn't know how they were going to let that go. And it was definitely a shot towards AEW. I didn't know if they were going to reply or whatever. And, uh, but it, it it came off confusing to me. Even last week, I said this because WWE, okay, they definitely had WWF had the wholesome time of the '80s with Hulk Hogan, and it was and that was you know considered the cartoon wholesome, even though there was still some raunchy things. I mean, I remember uh, the WrestleMania where Ric Flair and Macho Man. Uh, the Ric Flair and Macho Man were wrestling, and the basic gist of it is that Ric Flair had claimed to have slept with Miss Elizabeth. So, yes, they crossed the line. And then the attitude, attitude error was so bad they couldn't even see the line. They were so far past the line they couldn't <laughs> see it. I mean, I we I'm like everybody in my high school. Was doing crotch chops and throwing up birds all the time. Oh yeah, all the time. Same yes, here. <laughs> yes. The whole idea of the show is that anybody that was in the authority was bad. So imagine being a principal or a teacher trying to tell a person that is watching that every week what to do. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it, good it, luck. Yes, good luck. yes, and and then you had the scantily clad women. And you had, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, 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 you had the pimps, you had a lot of jokes. You had the king on commentary, just put it that way, who just, who made puppies. Yeah, made puppies inappropriate. Completely inappropriate things, you know, for, for you know, and, and that's what WWE kind of made its name on. The reason they were able to go public and become a billion dollar company is because of, Gratuitous violence and sex. Yeah, and I, I would call that blood and guts. I think exactly. I so yeah, yeah. I would call that blood and guts. So you, you built your company on blood and guts, and now you're saying, "I hope this company doesn't do blood and guts." And he says, "We've surpassed that. We have matured. We are a more sophisticated product now." And I think that's the biggest cop out to say it that way. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Tiffany. When describing wrestling or a WWE product or whatever, 
just 100% honest. You didn't even know I was going to ask this question. Does sophisticated Uh-oh. ever come to your mind when thinking about wrestling? No, it does not. <laughs> like Cody said, it's, it's violent. It's wrestling. It's fighting. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, we all know that, you know, we all kind of, you know, the, you know, yes, the outcomes are predetermined, but it is, these are athletes and they are very good athletes and it's fighting. I mean, you watch USC, you're not looking for sophistication and yeah. these are supposed to be, I mean, it, it, like he said, if it's, if blood and guts is a bad thing, well, I don't know, because I, I'm pretty sure no one's saying they need to bleed all over the place every night, but to, to say it in such a way that Vince didn't try to act like he's above that, I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm not really out seeking out uh, sophisticated wrestling matches personally, but yeah. maybe yeah. that's just me. <laughs> yeah, like Hamilton's in town in Oklahoma City. If I want to go see Hamilton, I'm looking for a sophisticated performance. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a sophisticated performance. Yes, yeah, I'm going yeah, to Hamilton if we want that. Yes, I'm going to wear my slacks <laughs> and my button up, and I'm going to I'm going to uh, try to a uh, little uh, try to uh, be a little bit more not Floyd, but Floyd is shorts. Yeah. Floyd is wrestling shirts and t-shirts and shorts and sneakers. That's who I am. And I yeah. am welcome at wrestling events <laughs> being just exactly. like that. I am a, be as loud as you possibly can. Enjoy it. You know, uh, boo the hills, cheer for the faces, you know, be involved. Always cheer Cody no matter what side he's on. Remember, that's a rule. <laughs> and, but, uh, 100%. Yeah, so, yes, but I'm just saying, it's just like, I. it's very interesting to me. I, I Like I said, I, I you know, I I know you don't watch the WWE product anymore, really. You don't follow it or support it financially. I have no problem with that. That is your choice. You know that. We're still friends. That I am still a very big WWE fan. Uh, yeah, yes, that, that watches every show and plans to be at WrestleMania. And I support both products. Uh, and, you know... I think there's room for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like I understand it's a war, but you don't. You know, you don't really have to pick a side if you don't want to. You can, and I'm fine yeah, with it. But the you thing do. is, like, before AEW was born, I was already kind of checked out on WWE because that's just my own personal thing. You know, with with uh, how they did Cody and stuff. So that was just my personal thing. But I still keep up with it. You know, for a bit, and it's just not really there, and it's not a part of my passion anymore i guess but but i mean i don't there's a lot of great athletes there and i have absolutely no want for them to fail because those are excellent athletes that that's their livelihood and so it's not you know it's not that kind of a thing for me it's just yeah like you said it's just not really there for me like it once was and that's okay you know and it's and if it is that's great too it's, a lot of people love it and they should and and I just think that, you know, more pro wrestling is never a bad thing. And I, but, you know, going back real quick to Vince's comments, I think that it really, I know that they've tried to act like they're not threatened by it. I know Triple H has dismissed it when he's been asked. I know Stephanie had a, like a fan kind of, you know, TMZ style kind of asking her questions at an airport. And she just, she did call them competition and she just said it makes everyone work harder, which I, you know, I think that was a good way of putting it. And then with Vince saying what he did about the blood and guts, I think it just seems to me like that speaks volumes and kind of shows that, you know, in some sense that Vince is kind of, I don't know if threatens the right word, but he definitely uh, recognizes that they are competition, that they are legit because to have that need to dismiss what they're doing and try and act like, oh, been there, done that. 
he wouldn't need to to put it out there that way if he didn't feel even the slightest bit of threatened by him. So yeah. I think that just kind of it's a it's definitely a response from him that said a lot. Yeah, to me, I've I've used the term this week. He is highly aware of AEW. Mm-hmm. And which is funny because he used That's to. That's a good pre- way to put it. He he used to pretend to not be aware of anything. He never acknowledged TNA as competition or anything. He wasn't aware of them. He didn't know who they were. Even when they signed they they signed their people, they didn't acknowledge their past. You know, it, no, it, it, it no, was just uh, no, yeah. no. He was, is highly aware. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> he is highly aware of AEW. Uh, but Cody put out that very passionate video. I've watched it like eleven times. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it like made me cry. <laughs> yes, it's our guy, and he's yeah, like speaking yeah. from the heart, and I'm just feeling it, and I'm like, oh, Cody, let me go get it. Yes, you like, oh, so because it's kind of it's kind of crazy that you know you have Tony Khan, of course, a very much known shot, uh, Shakan, and uh, you got young young bucks and Kenny Omega, all equal parts of the show. But honestly, Cody is the face of AEW, really. He is a hundred percent. I know. You and you and I are very biased, but it's just like when they needed somebody to reply to Vince, it could have been Tony Khan, it could have been yep. Kenny Omega, it could have been the Bucks, it could have been Jericho, you know, yeah, uh, you know, it could have been Jericho, it could have been any of these people. But who did they put up to basically directly go back at Vince? They put up Cody, and he knocked yeah, it out of the park. Yeah, and I, I actually sent my best friend. I was like, "You have to watch this." Like, she's not she she's a big wrestling fan, but kind of just watches every little little bit of everything. Doesn't really like have a devotion like I do, like to AEW or to Cody. And I'm like, "You have to watch this. It's just so good." And and I said the same thing. I go, "God, I'm like everyone. There's equal parts and this and that." But yeah, Cody is the face, and I would say Cody and Brandy because um, you see them both. Like they're like that. I don't know, especially Cody, as far as like, if you're going to go with the one person, like he's that guy. And even if you go, like, if you look just on Instagram tags, um, AEW or this or that, and you see like a WWE against AEW and you see Vince and it's always Cody's picture as the opposing person. It's never anybody else. It's always Cody. Yes. Yeah, so he, like I said, he's very much the front facing a uh, person of the company i it's it's uh it's weird to say it to me it's weird to say i didn't think of it like that i knew they were all would be the evps but when they need a response they need something addressed they kind of go to cody you know and, and it's he just, just has that that ability yeah. to to speak so eloquently and i think you know i know whether or not he was ever serious about running for senate you know after wrestling i, I he's got my vote and he can definitely talk to a crowd. So I think that, you know, he just has that ability to, to say what they want to say in such a way that it, it conveys so much emotion. And I think it's because it's real. Like, you know, there's no BS with Cody. You know, he's going to say, speak from the heart. And it's so apparent when he does. And that video is just 100% proof of that. Yeah, so uh, like I said, beginning the show, you probably you heard a clip. Uh, my friend Dave taught me how to get the clip because I was like, I really want that to start our show because it's just it was with that happening and then the sellout happening. It was just like those two things combined was just crazy. It was just like these are okay. You tried to kind of scare some of our fans away with your comments. You tried to scare TNT away. You tried to scare advertisers away. Boom. 
we we did more than what you thought and it's just like mm-hmm. I, I it's only going it, i'm like clearly I, went the opposite yeah. direction as far as the response uh, went of yeah. what they thought they were going to get from that comment yeah the numbers for all out the numbers for that first show is it's going to be crazy and i'm looking forward to it uh Oh, all right, so we're just going to talk a little bit about what happened this week on BTE. Um, I mean, we did get a lot of highlight videos this week, and it's uh, for on BTE and Road 2. Uh, I, one of the funniest things, I know you watched both episodes, so on the BTE, one of the funniest things is wish wish, uh, wish Nick a happy birthday and the kids doing Sarah Meadow. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I that just, was great. I, I just cracked up because when people asked me who were going to be the breakout stars, they were like, who were going to be the people that some people in wrestling have never heard of that are going to be like the biggest stars in uh, AEW? And I said Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. And I, mm-hmm. I, I said they wrestle differently than if you've been watching, you haven't really been watching wrestling or you've strictly been watching WWE, and which – is fine. Believe me, three years ago, if you would have asked me who Ray Phoenix and Pentagon were, I wouldn't have been able to pick them out of a lineup because I didn't watch anything but the WWE. You know, I watched, really, and, and this will be it. Cody left, I watched WWE and Cody matches. <laughs> if Cody was on the show, I watched it, and that was pretty much the extent of my wrestling and even from him going to the indies i started learning more who people were but look at you now (laughs) yeah yeah but i had no idea who ray phoenix and pentagon were and you know i never watched really watched lucha underground i think i watched a little bit of the first season so i really didn't know who these guys were and it's just like now i i saw them and i've seen them work and they're amazing and i even tell my friends that are like who who should I look at? And I say Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. And I was like, Do you know who the Young Bucks are? I always ask, Do you know who Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are? And generally they know they're aware. And I was like, first of all, Kenny Omega probably the best wrestler in the world. I mean, athletically, he's probably the best wrestler in the world. So pay attention to him. The Young Bucks, you know, they're a great attack team. They always put on an entertaining show. Pay attention to them. I always say those three. I say them first. But they was like, who's the one the guys that I've probably never seen or heard of? I'd say Phoenix and Pentagon. Just because, first of all, the Sierra Meadow thing. Fans love to chant stuff. Yeah, great. I think you're going to start seeing that at other places because it means zero fear. I remember... Do you remember the No Fear t-shirts from when oh, we were yeah. in high school? <laughs> and it's just like, it's a it's a statement that everybody can get behind, you know, zero fear. And then you have Ray Phoenix, who literally does things that I have never seen before. Yeah, they never cease to blow my mind every time I see them. And I did watch them in Lucha Underground and enjoyed them a lot. But just getting to see more and more of them and seeing them live has been awesome just to see them in person there's nothing like it they wrestle like you said unlike anybody else that i've ever seen so it's they're fantastic and yeah they're just so good and then you see on bt you see this very just it's one of those things i i I will call it friendly that like intimate moment to pretty much describe how different these two people that happen to be close friends, Matt and Cody are. Cody's tying Matt's <laughs> yeah. tie. Matt and Nick are not tie people. 
You know what I mean? They are very. Yeah, when they dress up, you know it's something big. Because <laughs> even at the, you know, Cody shows up in a suit everywhere he goes. They they don't show up in a suit unless they absolutely have to. <laughs> yes. So he's tying the tie. That was so cute. Yes, and it was like, and it was taking forever. And they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna skip past this part." But it was just, yeah, it was just that moment. It was just that moment. It, yeah, it's it like, was gonna say, yeah, it was, a, it was such a little thing, but it was just such a fun moment. And I always love those little moments between them because their friendship is just so great to me. And just seeing those, like Matt, Nick, and Cody, that those three that started it with all in and stuff, just seeing where they are now and just those little moments like that are special and i don't know how many more we're going to get because i don't know what we're going to get as far as bte once tv starts so i feel like just in case i'm kind of like treasuring all those little moments yeah and it's like it was just like that brotherly love thing like what it was a few weeks ago they were beating the crap out of each other and yeah. now it's like, it's like oh now i'm tying your tie and let's go meet the execs at the tca then you see the little photo shoot and of course you can tell they have big plans for Jungle Boy. And it was like... Oh, man, I'm so excited for when him. When they signed him, I'd never even heard of him. And they were like, oh, this is Luke Perry's son. And I was like, oh, okay, that's why they signed him. He's he's a name. And it's like, you can tell they really believe in the kid. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I'm with you. I, I hadn't... I've heard of the name, but when they're like, you know, they introduced him and signed him, I was like, who is this? And then I do remember, like, knowing for some reason that Luke Perry's son was a wrestler, but I never put it together. I didn't know who it was. And, you know, now I'm just super excited. I love him with Luchasaurus. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing him doing the photo shoot, and they're all just kind of admiring him from afar and the hair flip and stuff. That was a cool moment. Yeah, and it was like one of those things. Uh, I didn't realize how, you know, like, it was like one of those moments I've seen him, but when he's dressed up and he had the hair, I was like, he's a good-looking dude. I didn't think I of, you know, I was like, I didn't really notice that. It was just like, oh, that's the little guy Jungle Boy over there. You know, it's Cody Kidd. I definitely Kidd. see his <laughs> dad in him yeah and when i i'm not gonna lie when i was little i loved 90210 and i had a dylan mckay shirt like luke perry was my guy so i'm like yes. i'm like low-key got a soft spot now for jungle boy and i'm like oh i just wanted to succeed but yeah he is he's a good looking guy kid whatever i i, I don't know how old he is but he was probably way younger than me so yeah yeah either yeah. way i'm 100 percent rooting for him and i yeah and he is he's just like I'm like, wait, yeah, when he's just in a suit and all dolled up, yeah, he's a looker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, he's 22, so it's like, well, yeah, okay. he's yeah. A young and, yes, yeah. I, I was like to say, I definitely have nieces and nephews older than him. It's kind of crazy, but yeah, he's very, yeah, like I said, I just, just kind of noticed in that moment, and then they showed some montage. They showed the TNT, uh, TNT, uh, TNT opening, and it's amazing, and it's just like, it's just. I love, love, love is that they're treating it like a real sport with characters. Yeah, and it's definitely. just like, and it's just like that is when I see the presentation of it, and I see TNT really getting behind it, and it's just like, okay, I dig it, I dig it. This is a real sports, but people that you know like to dress up in funny things which is cool and right. uh and, and it's like I, i'm really looking forward to nyla i i always love what she wears oh. i always I love what she wears that whole just the whole you know gimmick that she has i just i, I dig the it. mask and everything yeah the mask yeah, yeah. so cool yeah when, it's, when she, she, she is just phenomenal yeah when she comes out she looks like a killer you know what i mean and it's just like that's yeah. what you that's what you need and she's been bringing it in every match like i i'm just so impressed with her i was really impressed to see her work so well with the 
younger, or not the younger, but the smaller sized women. Like the Japanese women are so tiny compared to her. Oh my god! And, and they and both and it goes both ways. But they were able to work with her, and and the match was just great. And the sizes were so different. And I think that's also a lot. You know, that just I don't know. It just shows like as far as you know what we talked about with the women's uh, division. Just we have so much diverse talent on the women's division of AEW. It's really exciting. But yeah, seeing Nyla on there, and then it when it closes and has the TNT logo of that video and you see Nyla on one side and Jericho on the other, I can't even imagine how excited Nyla had to be to be the one to chosen to be on the other side of Jericho at the end of that video. Yes. And it was just like, it was, I mean, when you're at those events and stuff, you know, like that means you're an important part of the company. You're going to be one of the characters. You're one of the uh, things that they're facing, you know, and it's just like I love that they're they're putting up a front, and it's like I understand that the women's division it's got to be important, and it's to me it's like it's got to be treated differently than pretty much any other women's division in wrestling, and I'm looking forward to that part. I I I, I one thing I do admire about Impact is that uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, I, I I even say right now they have. To me, they use their women's division the best in the world as far as to, as far as wrestling groups that have a men and women's division. Their women are very much up front. I remember I was watching a show. They had like three or four. They had three angles that had to do with women. Like only one wow. was only one was for the title. That doesn't happen in wrestling. Like, I no, mean, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I so, think they've always really put a lot into their women's division. I haven't watched Impact in a long time, but back when I did watch, it, they did, and I always appreciated that too. Yeah, so it is just like they've definitely put. It, I went to Slammiversary, and you know, I was there for Tessa versus uh, Sammy Callahan in the main event. It's just they really put an emphasis and put their women on the forefront. They're in hardcore matches. They're in cage matches. They're doing things you don't see other women do. I like I like I said I don't want them to I don't want uh I don't want AEW to steal that but I just like look at the emphasis that they put on it and how the crowd gets behind it that when you have women that can perform which they do they have a really good women's roster they have women that perform it people will pay attention it will just be another wrestling match which is that's what your ultimate goal is you don't you just want to think of them as wrestlers you know what I mean and it's just Right, it doesn't have to be like, oh, here's a women's match, so we have to throw it in there. Yes, yeah. this is the first women's match in AEW history on a Tuesday <laughs> at 6.57. <Yeah>. <laughs> For exactly. the first, yes, That's not you know, necessary. We, we don't need first time ever. Pretty much everything in AEW is happening for the first time ever. So we don't need that driven home every time that you do something. Just hey, we're we're, we're about to name our champion, and you know, and the champion is important. Then we get uh, Nick and Matt not being invited into the private party. <laughs> Atlas Security did their job. And uh, yeah, I, I was so excited to see Sam on there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's like, you're not on the list. You're not invited. And it was like, this is a private party. He got to talk a little bit more, which is cool. <laughs> I laughed. I oh, laughed. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I laughed. So it looks like it's going to be the Bucks versus private party at at Hog on August 9th. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I think they they stream their stuff, right? I've never watched the I Hog show. Do. Yeah, and I, I, I have not, but I think they do. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to make sure that I am uh, watching that show because I think that's gonna be a really good tag match, and 
and it, that is going to be a really good tag match. Um, next, we then had Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Luchasaurus lifted up Jungle Boy, and uh, Kaz and uh, Kaz and Chris were like, uh, "You think you're better than us?" And he lifted them up, <laughs> and of course, Luchasaurus has a master's degree. Had to remind him of that. And then uh, Kaz and uh, Chris tries to pick up Kaz, and he picks him up the wrong way. <laughs> and that, that, <laughs> that is, was so great. That's like, like I tell people, it's like, you don't have to try too hard to be funny. That was genuinely funny, you know? You yeah. don't have to be a comedian. I mean, You're that was funny. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. And then uh, uh, the ref keeping uh, Chris Daniels from going into the female locker room. <laughs> you, 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 I didn't even notice, but you get a cameo from Penelope Ford. I was going through taking my notes. Yes. Yes, and it looks like Britt uh, is a few days from getting – Britt Baker had a concussion at the last show. She's a few days from getting released, and she's hoping that she's on the card for All Out. And she's like, you're going to have to wait and see, which I thought she answered that great because she didn't give anything yeah. away. I thought she did a really no, good job. Yeah, very, yeah. Gave a great update on herself and not giving away much else. So <laughs> Yes. And during the week, for well, at least for now, I don't think this is going to happen after TV starts, but if you want to go to Universal Studios and you want to go see the, uh, I guess, the Waterworld show, uh, Chris Daniels is in that show sometimes. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that. I had no clue. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's something that a lot of wrestling fans knew. I had no clue. I don't really yeah. Pay, <laughs> yeah, pay attention. I think to they that. mentioned it very briefly once, but never like really in detail. And yeah, I think a lot of people were like, wait, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Good the, for the, him, the thing with me is I remember them mentioning it and I, you know, you never know what's serious and what's not serious on BTE. That too, yeah. Yes, so I thought it was a joke. It's like, oh, he's really performing in the show. Yeah, so I was like, oh, and I wondered, and it made me wonder because I went to Universal a few years ago and I saw it or whatever, and I was like, did I see Chris Daniels? Yeah, maybe it was in there. You didn't even know it. Yes, and Chris Jericho apparently gets paid a lot of money to answer a BTE question. And, uh, you know, he has his own plane and everything, and he's never spoken to Tony Khan because Tony Khan's not allowed to talk to him. I thought that was all hilarious. And uh, he's like, uh, do you get your uh, – someone asked, did he get his contract uh, uh, offer via text now? Yeah. <laughs> this leads to a joke. This would have been a throwaway joke, but apparently CM Punk in his – I don't know. He's very weird. It it doesn't seem yeah. like he seems like a chill dude, but it doesn't take a lot to set him off. Like, yeah, like, that's, like, a, that's yeah. a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, CM Punk. Like, when I met him, I met him in Chicago. He was happy. How you doing? When you start, I told him about the, I saw him win at the WWE title. It was a very pleasant experience. I had a great time meeting CM Punk. He was awesome. Right, and then I've heard <laughs> in other times, it like, and then every other time that I hear about him, it's like he's either really, really cool, or you pissed him off some way, and he hates you. So yeah, yeah. so in this case, he's moved the goalposts again because he's he said all they got to do. I've never gotten a serious offer. Well, apparently he's gotten a serious offer. They offered him money. They told him what they wanted, and apparently they sent it over text, which. 
in 2019, I think that's pretty standard, right? Yeah, it doesn't seem unreasonable to me at all. At all, and I, I think I remember Cody tweeting something vaguely like a while ago, and I don't know what it was in reference to, but basically just something about being able to do business through text because of how busy they are, and and not just him, but people in general. That that's it's such a good asset to have that. So uh, yeah, it blows my mind that that's such a problem for him. Yeah, because me. I am a I am a phone person. I am a talker. Everyone knows that about me. I talk a lot. <laughs> yes. So I am a phone person. I grew up. I mean, when I was in high school, it's the late nineties. I would, you know, uh, I would call. We would call people and spend hours on the phone. I am okay with that personally. So but that I, says it all. I mean, you're someone who likes the phone. I hate but, the phone. So but I'm, I'm not a, the one to ask. But. I'm a dinosaur. That's what I'm saying. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> I don't talk to anyone on um, the phone. Like me and you, when we talk, it's generally in person. Yeah. Yeah. Most of our time. Otherwise, it's texting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Twitter or whatever different apps that we have. And that's how we talk. And it's just like, I go months, sometimes years Keeping up with my friends, never talking to them in person. Like, hey, yep, exactly. I need this, I need that. Transactions, I've signed my lease electronically without talk, seeing anybody in person. I've done all this stuff without, you know, without seeing yeah. people in person. So it's like, it's weird that that would be his problem. It's in 2000, again, I don't, I'm not a person that likes when people remind you what year it is, but in 2019, how is this a problem? <laughs> yeah, it, it shouldn't be, and I, not to skip ahead, but I don't know if you caught in the uh, the next the latest episode of the Road to All Out that the attorney for the Jags and AEW even referenced that, and I wasn't sure if it was just a genuine comment or if it was a light dig at Punk because she makes the comment about that the contract signing in person was a little strange because it's 2019 and most things are sent in emails electronically at this point. And I and I couldn't help but immediately think, well, this is the lawyer from the Jacksonville Jaguars saying this. And, I mean, whether it was a slight dig or not, it's a fact. So it, it just blows my mind that it's such a problem. Uh, uh, yes, and, and some people might know I work in uh, IT. We don't even have pins in our office. <laughs> like, if you said Floyd, go get a pen and sign this. When I'm sitting at my desk, I wouldn't know where to go. And this was something I thought about after after I watched the road too. It was like, yeah, because yeah. everything is done electronic. You have a digital signature. You have all sorts of things that are legal. I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, I've gotten complete loans without ever actually seeing a person. You know, so yeah, business it's, is and done. This is the world we live in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, so the and fact it's that it's not going backwards, it's only going to be more and more electronic as we move forward. So. Yes, and I might end up eating my words on this because you know wrestling is weird, but uh, yeah, it's like to me if I was trying to sign a wrestler and, and there was genuine interest, and he told me why can't we meet face to face? To me, that I would take that as you really don't want to do this. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's like, and if he, I agree. And if he doesn't want to wrestle anymore, eh, okay. That's yeah, up that's to him. Fine. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> Just say you don't want to wrestle anymore. I have no problem with it. I, I wish him the best. I mean, I, I was a huge CM Punk fan. Again, 
was in Chicago. I definitely, I definitely paid the fee to meet him. Huge CM Punk fan. Uh, the, when he first won his WWE title, it was actually in Oklahoma City. Uh, and I was there. I was at the event, and my friends remembered how crazy I reacted when he when he won the title. <laughs> and I was like, because I was like such a big fan of his. So that's this has nothing to do with me. It just seems if you want to wrestle, or it was like, and so th- the weirdest take on this, this whole thing going out on a message, and then Cody replying, maybe he's gonna sign back with WWE, has me at very much a gut feeling. That he's gonna be in AEW. I 100% agree, and I think the same thing. Yeah. I think it was a Cody's tweet was a great way to throw fans, but I have a feeling, like you said, my gut feeling, and I might end up being completely wrong. But my gut feeling is that somehow this is kind of a whole thing building, and he is gonna show up. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to be there, and you know that'll be great. I will, I will mark out like no one's business because I, like I said, I am a CM Punk fan. But in the end, you know, when it comes to Phil Brooks, I want him to do whatever it is that makes him happy. And if wrestling Absolutely. doesn't make him happy anymore, don't do it. He's <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm with, I'm with you. I, I'm, you know, I'm from Northwest Indiana, the Chicago suburb, and before I moved to Kansas City, I went and saw Punk wrestle constantly at I, uh, IWA Mid South and Ring of Honor. I I would get to meet him all the time, and he kind of knew who I was from going to a lot of the shows, and and I absolutely love the guy. So I mean, I, I didn't stay con- like as passionate and loyal to him. I still always support him and like hope for the best for him. But I'd love to see him in AEW. So if we are right, I'm all for it. And I'd love to see him do something where he can end his career on a happy note. So I would love to see that for him. And I think it would be great for AEW, great for the fans, because people, he's one guy who has left and no one has forgotten about him. They still chant his name, even if I hate when they chant his name, because I, I don't think it's fair to the people in the ring. But they do it, and it says something about his ability to still have people care about him all these years later. So if it does work out that he goes to AEW, I'm all for it. I'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just I want him there. I want him there. If but if he's not going to be there, it's one of those things. There's the great thing about AEW, all the wrestlers that are there, the refs, everyone want to be there and they want to entertain. Yeah. So if you don't want to be there, I don't want you there. Yeah, exactly, because that's, that's going to be a big problem. Come in, it's going to be obvious coming off on, you know, when you're in the ring and things like that, too. Yeah, yes, and it's just such an important thing, and it's such an important uh, aspect of the company. So, uh, to end the show, we're going to look at uh, All Out Episode 3. All Out Episodes aren't very long, so this recap won't be very long. Uh, we got <laughs> Not uh, long, but God, are they full of so much good content in that six dude, minutes. I, yes. It blows my mind every week. <laughs> you have to look past what's in front of you a lot of times, and it's just, that's so cool. We start off with MJF talking about his friendship with Cody and how much he loves him and how he's like his best friend and his mentor. Uh, I I suggest anyone, if you want to hear MJF in his finest, in his rarest form, make sure you go watch him on the Chris Jericho show. <laughs> it was called the, or listen to him on the Chris Jericho show. It was called the 60 minute promo and MJF, I don't know if this is him, if it's a character or whatever. I've I've never understood it. I love it. It's I'm in awe. <laughs> I'm in awe of it. 
but he stays him and Jericho pretty much do a kayfabe conversation for 60 minutes. Wow, pretty much awesome. addresses yeah, pretty much addresses everything, and he's in character, and it comes off so natural, and he's so good. Even when he says something nice about somebody, there's kind of this disdain in which he says mm-hmm. something nice, and I love that about him. And I, and on this, you got that a little bit of him. It's like MJF is one of the, one of the few people in the company, especially the young people, put a mic in his hand and say go. Yeah, he just has that it factor. He is he is going to be huge, a huge star. I made this point about a year and a half ago on another podcast I do. I said, you know what? It's kind of almost impossible to be a heel these days. I said, because when you do your job really, really well, people are going to start cheering you. No matter who you are. Like, let's say you're the most despicable yep. person ever. If you're really good in the ring and you're really, people are going to start cheering you. That is why even people that hate him and say he's dry toast and just, uh, I always say Baron Corbin's a really good heel because there's nothing redeeming about him. He doesn't mm-hmm. do anything that allows you to cheer him. MJF yep. is that same way. But he does that's it. The, that's, the, that's his job. Like that's what he's out there to be. So. But he does it in an entertaining way, though. I am. Yeah, he's like just, MJF just oh, he nailed it. Yeah, so like that's the one thing that Baron's kind of missing that MJF has. He's entertaining you. He's very old school. Hill. He's very. But he does it in a new skill way, and he's like he calls people things that you're not allowed to call people anymore. But you can tell he he's he just, yeah he still does it. He still does it, and it, and it's great. He told me like I was at Starcast, the original Starcast. It was Sunday, and he would like I tried to shake his hand. He wouldn't even touch my hand. He said, "How about <laughs> you put money directly in my wallet?" He wouldn't even touch the money after I touched it. And then he took oh a selfie, of, and I just thought that was. I was like, I, I was like, I will never forget that. And like, I yeah. will never forget that moment. I've met tons of wrestlers. Like, I go through my pictures of wrestlers. I'm like, oh, I forgot I met them. Because it was just like a handshake. Thank you for yeah. being a fan. And you literally forget that it happens. But his that one moment with him, that one minute, I will never forget as one of my most memorable interactions with a wrestler. So he's just very good at what he does and and he, that, and he doesn't miss a beat i think that's something that i really appreciate about him is he just doesn't miss a beat he thinks of uh the one time that he responded to me on twitter um he had posted like a gif of him doing where he like rolls up his middle finger like and cody had done that one time and so i replied and he tagged cody and i no, i think i tagged cody i replied i was like at cody Rhodes did it better and put the gif of cody rolling up his middle finger and then um MJF replies to me leaving Cody tagged and was like, like, duh, of course he did it better. Then he replies again and takes Cody out of it and puts idiot. And I was like, he is phenomenal because he made sure to stick with the fact that Cody would never see him call me an idiot. So not only did he reply to me once, tagging Cody and staying in character being like, of course Cody did it better. He's the best. He took time to reply again and still call me an idiot, but take Cody out of it. And that was like that moment. And I mean, there's several moments because he's just so good. But where I was like, dude, this guy does not miss a beat. And it just blew my mind in the best of ways. He's one of my favorite followers on Twitter. I think everyone should follow him. And don't follow him for the stuff he tweets. Follow at 
the replies that he sends out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yes. he will go find a random fan that says something and just reply. And it just completely tear them down. It's hilarious. But just proceed with caution if you tweet about him or to him, though, because nobody's off limits. Nobody's so. off limits. And you don't know when he'll see it. He might not see it until the yeah. next day. And he might blow your mind when you wake up the next day and have a response from him. So I just want to know when pro wrestling tees is getting are, are getting these pharaoh ties online because I need a yeah, pharaoh no, tie. Yeah, so had one at the pharaoh signing last year at Starcast, and now NJF has one, so they need to put one of those on the on the website. People yeah. would buy them. Everybody loves Pharaoh. D- dude, I would have rocked this. I would have rocked the Pharaoh tie at my wedding. I would have definitely rocked the Pharaoh tie. <laughs> that would have been my... amazing. <laughs> because uh, Pharaoh, yeah, it was just funny because I like how he did it. It's like subtle, just pull up. He's like, I'm a little warm, and he opened up the jacket. It's a it's Pharaoh so tie. Polished. Oh my god! God, it was like there was Great. no no pause, no anything. It was just. Yeah, it was. And, and I didn't. I should have saw it come in, and I didn't because even I was like, oh, but like kind of just like that was a little. Weird. And then I'm like, oh, it's the Pharaoh tie. And I just I should have known, but he's just that good. <laughs> uh, then we get to, uh, Cody running and working out with Pharaoh on the leash, and I just rocking his Penn State shirt. Uh, and which some people might not know this, but Cody actually had a scholarship to wrestle at Penn State, so he has a affinity or affection for Penn State. Then you see him running up the stairs, the Lasseter Trojans. I'm, is You said something about Lasseter. Is that where he went to high school? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, see? Yeah, I mean, so that was that was really cool to see him there, not, you know, just some random. But And then to make sure when they show that wide shot and you see Lasseter Trojans, and I just kind of was like, my heart, that he was working out there. It just made my whole day. I thought that was super special. And it just shows Cody, like, just how he always – Every detail is there, and and to have him be there, and you know, either you know, if you know, you know, if you don't, and then it's no big deal either way. But for you know, just to see it, and for the people that picked up on it, it, it was special. And I just think, like, I love that about Cody because it's that where he came from, and, and he so holds that so you know close to his heart. So yeah, yeah I thought that was a really cool shot. And I, I hope people have noticed. Maybe I, I mean, it might just be obvious, but I don't know if you took away the Rocky three. Uh, the Rocky Three uh, definite montage of this. So you got mm-hmm. the, you got you got the Rocky, which is Cody. He's doing the work. He's lifting. He's running. He's uh, doing the fist. Uh, he's uh, working the bags, the handbags, doing punches, lifting, and all that kind of stuff. Then you have then you have Sean Spears, who has his manager, which of course Clubber yep. Lane had the manager Clubber Lane had his manager at three. He also has the Clubber Lane haircut. Yes. He has the Mr. T haircut. <laughs> Yeah, that that is so true. I didn't even think of that but you're right. <laughs> yes, he's like everything in here is like Rocky 3. And you know, and of course in Rocky 3, uh, you know, um Rocky takes the L from Clever Lane. He just beats the crap out of him, you know. And then uh Rocky mm-hmm. has to, you know, refocus and get it and it's just like, okay, he hits him with the chair. It's just it's just a whole lot of different uh a whole lot of different parallels between the movie. And it's kind of it's crazy because the one thing you can tell about the Elite Universe, they love the Rocky movie series. Yes, which I love because I absolutely love it. I think it's Scorpio Sky immediately. Yes, yeah, Scorpio Sky and Cass, they came dressed out as Rocky. And, and he's like, yes. yes, we're doing Rocky 4, not doing – it's like, yes. But, yeah, this is basically Rocky 3 with a lot of them. And it's like 
So, and then they did this. Then they had the scene where, again, so subtle. You got Sean Spear looking like a million bucks. Now, this mm-hmm. guy, he, he his, his, his look to me has never been his problem. You know, he definitely, because no, he is in no, perfect he shape. Great. He's in shape. He's a very attractive guy. He has this, he's big, so you have to kind of look at him. Of course, in the WWE world, he did not look that big because that's the land of giants, but he's a actually good-sized human. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. When we did uh, Smoke and Mirrors, and he was at, you know, he was there, and it was just like, because, you know, he's good two inches taller than me and of course he's in amazing shape that was like i didn't real. i still hadn't realized how you know how big he is yeah for sure for sure so you have them in the conference room and they're all pissed you know they're waiting on cody and cody's like ignoring their calls and stuff and and you you have the lady there i thought she kind of stole the scene of course she's like uh, we don't sign contracts like this, <laughs> and it was it was yeah, very honest. I, I already, I had to mention it before when we were talking about that, but yeah, I thought that was really, really a good, you know, and just it was cool to see someone there like that. Yes, yeah, in it, you know, just to. She's not an actress or anything. It's just it's one hundred percent. It's like if somebody's like, "Yeah, I need you to come in and sign this." I'm like, "What?" I would, I seriously <laughs> would be like, "Why?" I mean, I have a computer. <laughs> send me to yeah, your secure site <laughs> and I'll knock it You're out kidding. <laughs> no but then uh, I love the subtleness I love like I said Cody you know I imagine maybe I'm wrong but I, I feel like Cody has a lot of control over his storylines and you know he, he's definitely one of the bookers for singles matches he has made this match with Sean Spears so big now mm-hmm. I, I will tell oh, you yeah when I heard, you know, Sean Spears was going to be there, and I was like, I hope they don't do a Sean Spears Cody Rhodes match because Sean Spears is beneath Cody Rhodes. That was what I thought, and it's just really like, wow. That's what I thought, you know, and and the whole idea of the good hand. And I was like, yeah, I, I think they could do somebody bigger than Sean Spears. That's what I was. That yeah, was yeah, yeah. That was my bigger thought. I was like. Maybe somebody debuting. Maybe he gets Moxley. This was before the Moxley match was announced, because I was just just thinking out loud, and I was just like, maybe you know somebody bigger. They have done such a good job of elevating Sean Spears. Yeah, I mean, in in, in a matter of weeks, yes. I mean, something WWE could never do. Yes, to making him a th- true threat to Cody Rhodes, to making the match something I really, really want to see. And I have no idea who's going to win. And it's very good for me. They uh, they added an extra later storyline where Tully Bletcher bringing the genius that he is, says, hey, uh, just just one line item I want to change here. Yeah, he can bring his entourage to five, six people, but only one person can stay. Now, I've heard yep. this going two different ways. Uh, what's your thoughts on this? Um, I... I've been trying to think, I've heard a lot of people that have different opinions, and I, based on how Brandy tweeted, it almost sounded like she thought it was a given that it was going to be her. Um, I don't know, my initial thought was that it was going to be MJF, because not only did he open the show and he's been involved in the storyline, you know, talking about Sean Spears, how much he hates him, obviously we know there's two sides to MJF and that, you know, side Cody sees is not the side everybody else sees. 
So I could almost see Cody because of not wanting to put Brandy at harm's way after what happened with the chair shot, you know, to say, I'm going to have MJF out there. Obviously she's not going to like that, but I don't know something that's where my gut instinct was, it's going to be MJF and it could potentially set up, you know, that turn um, with MJF and Cody. If MJF turns on Cody, maybe at all out, but I don't know. It almost feels like with already knowing Cody's first opponent at TV is going to be Sammy Guevara, um, that, you know, where would we go with that? But that doesn't mean something can't develop on even during that match or, or on the show or whatever. But I, my gut instinct for All Out was that as soon as I heard that stipulation, I'm like, he's going to choose MJF. And that's when MJF's going to turn on Cody. So that was my initial gut reaction. So I'm going to stick with it. How about you? So when they first announced Tully, I was like, okay, so Cody's going to have Arn. That was my first thought. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people uh, guess. That that was my first thought. Cody's going to have Arn. Then I watched this video, and I was leaning more towards the MJF thing. Personally, I would like MJF to be in his corner, and I would like MJF not to turn on him. I agree with that. I don't want the turn to happen yet, but yeah, yeah, and maybe yeah. that even furthers it. That yeah. it might further it more because everyone's going to expect it. Yeah. It would almost be too obvious. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I want a more of a slow burn. I want, I want yeah. MJF to do everything to the point where it looks like he's going to turn and he never turns. And then yeah, you know, like I, a year from now, where you've kindly like maybe they maybe they're not going to do it. Maybe MJF's going to be that. That's when he turns. And it almost makes me think, like, how well they played up the entire storyline with, like, um, Adam Page and, like, uh, Joey Ryan. Like, ever. I mean, their, their way they can do the continuity and, like, plan a long-term storyline is so good. And I feel like with you, I think, does, he, does MJF turn it all out if that's who Cody picks to be in his corner? I hope not. I'm with you on that. Like, I, I, would, I don't want it to happen yet because I think it's premature. And that slow burn and just and then when that moment, like as you said, it gets to the point where everyone's going to start to think maybe it's not happening. And then you get them and it's just going to be, oh, man, that moment, because it's going to it's inevitable. But when when is the question? That's going to be a moment right there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, I'm with you there. I'm looking forward to that. I just think I just think when it happens, uh, make it happen. I think they and, and the thing is. You have all these speculations. Of course, some of us are going to be right. Some of us are going to be wrong. But it, it's good to have this conversation. This is what I miss. The idea of not knowing what's going to happen next. And having, yes. having, dis- having something to talk about. Yeah, yeah, having discourse. That is the time that you're putting together a really good storyline. Uh, you know, Sean Spears is all amped up and angry and you know, Tully's with him, and Cody just comes in, signs the paper. I've done this before, and then walks out. Doesn't even know what he just signed. You know, that is yeah, just, he just, so, sight, just sight on scene, just signed it and walked away. Because that's such a baller move. Because every wrestling contract's the same. So he didn't know that Tully just made this uh, made this change, which is cool. Yeah, Michael Kalari in the background, and then uh, I don't know. Uh, I saw a couple screenshots of the uh, the uh, board. It, more blood and guts was one of the screenshots. Yes. 